This is Hello You Darling Girl, a podcast for loving yourself, healing yourself, finding yourself, and celebrating yourself. Let's see what we can learn to love, heal, and celebrate today. You ready? Let's talk. Hello, you darling girl. Welcome to today's episode, and thank you for being here. I'm your host, Shadara Gibson. Before we get started, I want to share with you what's coming up with me and what's coming up with the podcast. So first of all, I'm helping facilitate my first retreat on September 10th in Richmond, Kentucky. It's held on the day of the harvest moon. So it's of course called the harvest moon retreat. So cozy. It's an eight hour event for women to celebrate their harvest. All that this season of your life has brought to you. Good and bad, because no matter what, babe, you survived it. You grew from it. You learned from it, right? That's reason enough to celebrate. And this retreat will include so many good things like yoga, fire cupping. There's equine therapy, reflection on what did or did not serve you, what you want your next season to look like, and just creating community with other females. Not to mention girls. It's hosted by my friend Alvina, who owns River Hill Ranch. It's an alpaca farm. (laughs) Come on. You can't get much more magical than that. And if you want to know more about it, you can find it at riverhillranch.us. That's R-I-V-E-R-H-I-L-L-R-A-N-C-H dot U-S. And you can also register for the Harvest Moon Retreat there. It's going to be $136 per person, and it's limited to 28 people. And I hope you'll consider joining us to be loved on, lifted up, and motivated. P.S. There will be fire and dancing by the moonlight. Ugh, I can't wait. The second day retreat will be held at the same location on October 1st. So stay tuned for those details as well. Next, I'm about to wrap up season one of the podcast and take some time to work on season two. I have some really great guests lined up. So season two of Hello, You Darling Girl will be mostly interviews with some really awesome people to further drive home the things I've been talking about. And I can't wait for you to hear what they have to say. So next week, episode 15, it's going to wrap up season one of Hello, You Darling Girl as I prepare for an amazing season two, which will drop on October 17th. And in the eight weeks between, I will still be coming to you with bonus material every Monday in the form of healing, growth, and self-love exercises. There's also going to be segments of Q&A where I answer questions that you want answers to. So that being said, if there is something you want to ask or talk about, send me a message. You can find me on Facebook at Shadara Gibson or on Instagram at Shadara, S-H-E-D-A-R-A. And I can't wait to share these things with you. I'm so excited. I am also working on a Hello, You Darling Girl journal slash workbook, but it's in the preparation stages and not ready for purchase. So in the meantime, go grab yourself a cute notebook and an adorable pen and get ready for eight weeks of self-work and self-exploration, self-reflection. I am so ready to do this work with you. Because time, right? We only have a limited amount of it. And I'm not one to make resolutions per se, but I love to set intentions for a new year, a new season of life. The end of the year isn't really much different 
than the rest, but it gives us a marker to reset, something we can monitor change by. So I want us to get a good start as this year winds down, a good look inside of ourselves so that we have an understanding and an idea of how we want to go into 2023. Also, I want us to use these eight weeks to wrap our heads around healing and growing so we get pumped up to love ourselves more in the upcoming season. I know I keep saying it, but I'm going to say it again. I am so excited to do this with you. Now, let's get going with this week's episode, shall we? So last week, I talked about my views on forgiving other people. I told you I believed the only person you ever have to forgive is yourself, right? So this week, I want to talk about that, about forgiving yourself, how important self-forgiveness is and how to go about it if there's something that has you beating yourself up that you can't seem to let go. And every year I give myself a word. The first year of my separation, divorce, my word was joy. And I'm pretty sure I accomplished that. I was able to experience a lot of joy through all of the heartache and healing and the change that I was going through. You know, new new state. I had to move across country. I had a new office. I, you know, a new house. Everything was different for me. So I still managed to find an incredible amount of joy. I was healing, finding happiness and that joy. I was letting go and moving on. But I hadn't felt like I could forgive my ex-husband quite yet. So my word for last year was forgiveness with that intention in mind, forgiving him for all of this, thinking this was what was going to make me get better and thinking that this was the year that I could heal enough to say I'd forgiven him. But that didn't quite happen. But I was still healing. And I felt bad about not being able to accomplish this. I was feeling a lot of guilt for not being able to say, yeah, I'm over that. I forgive him. It's okay. Water under the bridge. I didn't feel like I was living in the past, though. I wasn't thinking about him much. I was healing, so I wasn't letting it sit and ruminate. So one day I was like, it's not going to affect my well-being anymore to offer up this forgiveness or to be able to say I'd forgiven him. So why was I giving it so much energy? Always thinking about if I was ready to forgive or not. Why was I still going back to that word all the time and then being like, nope, still don't feel it. And after a while, I realized I didn't have to forgive him to heal because I was doing that already. And I didn't have to forgive him to let go and to be happy because I was managing all of that too. And I kind of felt like I was wasting my time by giving that energy to trying to forgive him when I didn't. And I felt pressure now because I'd given myself this word with that in mind and I wasn't able to do it. I was already accomplishing those things without being able to offer him forgiveness. But what I did realize and what did end up manifesting from my word for the year was my forgiveness to myself. I started doing that meditation where I let things go. I talked about it in episode two. I would sit quietly with myself eyes closed, breathing in and out. And I let whatever thoughts pop up or pass through. And when a bad one came to me, something I was ashamed of or wanted forgiveness for, I would say, there you are. I see you. I forgive you. I let you go. And man, it changed my outlook. Being able to forgive myself, the person I used to be, the person I'm becoming now, 
all the different parts of my healed, the unhealed, the learning, the growing, showing myself compassion just made me feel more valued, more important. I felt so much love for myself knowing I was human and I was going to make mistakes and that it was okay to make mistakes. I mean, if you didn't feel guilt over a mistake that hurt someone else, you're probably an asshole, right? So just the fact that you do feel bad about your behavior or an action or inaction that caused pain for someone else, that shows you're already wanting to do better, that you care. And that's the first healthy aspect of that feeling. So recognize that and going beyond that to admit you were wrong and take the ownership of it, that takes courage and vulnerability. So you should be proud of yourself for that. We all make mistakes. None of us are flawless. We let people down. We don't show up as the person we wanted to. But holding on to shame, judging yourself too critically, thinking something is fundamentally wrong with you because of this situation, it's just unnecessary suffering. And nothing good is ever going to come from that. When you hold on to that toxic thinking about yourself, you're telling yourself that that's who you are to the core. You're believing you will always be that person who messed up. This one mistake or many mistakes, they are keeping you living in the past and you spend your whole life trying to prove to everyone that that's not who you are. And do you know who needs to understand that the most? You. Let yourself know you grew as a person after it happened. Let yourself know you messed up, but you learned from it. Let yourself know that's not who you are anymore and that you know better and do better. You need to let that sink in to yourself. Feeling guilt and shame your whole life for way longer than necessary when you were just doing the best you could do with what you knew at that time. The person you were before you made the mistake maybe didn't know better. And now that you have felt this remorse, you've changed, you grew, you learned. Now you know better. And at the time, you did the best you knew how, as you were then, how you were spiritually, how you were emotionally at that time. But if you keep living like you still have something to prove, you're still telling yourself you are still that person who made the mistake. You can't change the past, but here's what you can do. You can stop ruminating on it. You can take ownership of it and make amends. You can change your behavior and not let it happen again. You can stop killing yourself to be a better person because the moment you wanted to do better, you already were a better person. And that gives you strength over the situation. So stop living in the regret of that hurt. Give yourself the gift of peace by finally forgiving yourself. Stop punishing yourself because that serves nobody. Acknowledge what happened, self-reflect on it, grow from it, recognize what the experience did to make you a better human. Stop judging yourself so harshly. Then think about your past, your history, your upbringing, all the pain you've been through. Show yourself grace for that growth and for being imperfect, for being human. Show yourself kindness, tenderness, compassion. These are all things you would offer up to your best friend. And you deserve all of that too. What you did in the past isn't important because you can't go back and change it. 
It's what you do next that matters. Did you learn from it? Did you change your actions or your thinking so you would show up differently in the situation next time? You know the person you are. Look inside yourself at that person. Yes, that kind, compassionate, giving, loving human being. That person deserves the love and forgiveness and they deserve not to suffer anymore. You don't need anyone's permission to forgive yourself, to be free of this heavy burden, to create a new future where you show up as that person every day and not this person you tell yourself is a failure and unworthy of forgiveness. That's crazy. And it's cruel. Living in that way makes you sick. It drains your energy. Studies show that people who practice self-forgiveness are better at managing their mental and emotional well-being, that they're more positive and they have higher levels of concentration. And making peace with your shortcomings can help you live a healthier and happier life. Forgiving yourself is crucial for moving past perceived failures. It also helps us grow and thrive personally and professionally. It doesn't mean you tolerate those behaviors in yourself. It means you're human and you made a mistake and now you know better and you have the desire to do better. Forgiving yourself can offer you peace and free you from resentment and judgment. And like I said in episode two, you are far more important to yourself to be left in that shame. Would you give forgiveness to someone you loved who messed up or would you beat them to death with it every time you saw them? Show yourself that same love and compassion. Don't wait for anyone else to forgive you. Don't wait for someone else to tell you that you are greater than your past mistakes. Don't wait for someone else to give you permission to have peace over the situation. You are too important and you deserve so much better. You deserve to be able to love and forgive yourself. For me, I practiced this through the meditation I mentioned where I let things go. Another way was by writing those letters to myself, forgiving myself and writing for everything I remembered that made me feel shame or guilt. I sat with the thought for a moment. I forgave myself and I let it go. And I will have many more things to forgive myself for before my life is over. But man, the lessons I've learned along the way. And that's how a baby learns to walk, right? By falling down and getting back up. And our mistakes can serve us in the same way. Imagine how great we're all going to be in the end. All these mistakes and learning and growing and forgiving ourselves. I'm really here for it. And I hope what I said today helps someone be able to lay something down. To be able to forgive themselves for something that's been tormenting them. That you're able to see how incredible you really are the difference you've made in other people's lives, that you have nothing to prove to anyone anymore, that you deserve to let it go. And I hope we all can show ourselves more kindness and compassion. And I hope we create a life for our future self that is way greater than any mistake we ever made. And I can't wait to hear all about it. Well, my darling girls, that's all I have to talk about today. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to share your story or what has worked for you or your tips on how you thrive in self-love, or if there's a topic you would like for us to get into, send me an email at hellouyoudarlinggirl at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet done so, please go subscribe and review and share this podcast with a friend who you think would enjoy our conversation. 
Now, go and discover something new to love about you. And then go out and love on the rest of the world. See you next time.